Tayyere Kinderlach, good voch. I'm sorry last week I didn't send you a story, but I was traveling, very busy, and also very tired from all this traveling. So I'm going to try to send you two stories this week. First, I have to finish the second story that I told you last time about. When I told you the story with Reb Zev Wolf of Zitomir, the awesome story, what a tzaddik he was, what a great tzaddik he was, and how he helped a Jew who was in the forest and ended up being invited in this strange house, like a palace, and the people there looked like tzaddikim, like they were like, holy people with long beards and payas and, and kapatas and they were learning Torah but really, really it was all just a disguise. They looked like it but they're really part of the world of evil, of Klippa. And they wanted to take this chassid and make him part of them. And he didn't know but then his Rebbe, the Rebbe Wolf of Jitomi, told him to go back and tell them he doesn't want to be part of them. Remember the story? It was a crazy story. But you have to understand, we don't see such things. This happens once in a thousand years, maybe. But we can learn something from it. A number of things we can learn. Because we also have a little evil inside of us that wants to hurt us, hurt our neshama. And so we learn from the story, how do we make sure that we don't let the Yetzirah, the evil inside of us, hurt our neshamas? So when the Yetzirah comes and says, ah, when we do this, do this. First of all, we learn from the story that the Yetzirah sometimes can come dressed like a tzaddik. Yeah, it's a good thing, it's a mitzvah to do it, but really, it's a terrible thing to do. But he makes it sound like it's a mitzvah. That's one thing we can learn from that story. Sometimes it can be a person that looks like very, very Jewish and very, very from, very religious, and they, make you, they, they really are going to try to make you do something bad. Don't trust them. Be very careful. Every time something like this happens to you, ask your tati and mommy, should I listen to this person? Don't listen to what a person tells you that you don't know who they are, even if they look like a tzaddik. You have to ask your parents or your teachers, should I listen to this person to do this and this? Another thing we learn from the story is that sometimes the best way to be protected against these evil traps that try to trap you is by saying, I am a chassid of the Rebbe, and no one can hurt me. No Yetzirah can hurt my neshama. I can say strong and say no to my Yetzirah because I have a Rebbe, and the Rebbe gives me strength. So these are all things we can learn from the story, but as I told you, this story was a beginning story. 
it is a continuation. Because that story is to show how great Rebzev Vov of Jitomir was. What a great tzaddik he was. But now we'll find that, based on this story, in another story, how great the Shpalazeda was. Because we'll see how the Rebzev Vov Jitomir, this great tzaddik, what he said about the Shpalazeda. So we can imagine how great the Shpalazeda was. If Rebzev Vov Jitomir said these amazing things about him, then how much more the Shpalazeda must have been really great. And then we'll have a third story, and we'll see how the Shpalazeda treated the Alter Rebbe. So we can imagine how great the Alter Rebbe must be. So here comes the second story. Rebzev Vov Jitomir, he lived in a city called Jitomir. Once he heard that the Shpol was traveling not far from the city of Jitomi, he was going to travel through outside the city, he was going to uh, some other village. When Rebzev Vol of Jitomi heard that the Shpol is going to travel not far from him, it was Thursday afternoon. He thought, oh, it's Thursday. Why should he stay Shabbos in some village with maybe there is a minion, maybe there's no shul, maybe there is a shul. Let him stay with us for Shabbos. It would be so amazing to have such a great tzaddik like the Shpoli Zayda. Stay with me for Shabbos. I'll give him the nicest room in the house. And we'll be able to see what makes him such a great tzaddik. Because everybody has heard that the Shpoli Zayda is amazing. Every bracha he gave to someone happened right away. He made miracles. Nisim. All the time. When he said, Hashem will make you healthy, even if the person was so sick that the doctor said they're going to die soon, the person turned around and became healthy. If somebody didn't have children for 20 years, he would say, okay, you'll have a child next year, and they had a child next year. When somebody was poor, they didn't have any money, any money, nothing, he said, Hashem will make you rich. And then within a week or so, the person had a business and was able to become rich. People saw that he's able to say things and Hashem listens to him because he must be a very great tzaddik. So the Zevvol Vujitami said, I want to see how he, how he davens Shabbos, how he learns, and what, you know, what kavani he has when he davens. So I need to, I want to have him as a guest. So he said to the Chassidim, I'm going outside the city by the highway to see if the Shpola Zede is driving by with his horse and wagon, and I'm going to stop him and beg him to stay with us for Shabbos. So the, the Vov of Shetami went outside. Everybody in the community went with the Rebbe, with Reb Vov, to the highway to see if the Shpola Zede is going to ride right next to the city so they can stop him and beg him to come to them for Shabbos. And so they stood there for hours and waited. And then finally, finally, they see a wagon coming from very far away. And the wagon is getting bigger and bigger and bigger as he gets closer and closer. And finally, they see the wagon and, and the horses. And there was somebody inside the wagon, but they couldn't see. Rabbi Zevvov said, this must be the Shpala Zeta. And he stopped, stopped the wagon driver. He said, stop, stop, stop. And he stopped the wagon, and the Rebzev Wolf climbed into the wagon and sat down next to the Shpola Zeta and started talking to him. People were outside the wagon 
hundreds of people watching, watching, and waiting. They were so excited. The Rebbe is going to make sure that the Shepalotetis spend Shabbos with them. What a treat. They'll see a great holy tzaddik, how he davens and how he learns, how he eats the meal of Shabbos. It, it, it will be amazing. So they, uh, one person was knocked up on the next to the wagon to listen in, and he heard how Rebzev Volv of Jutami was telling the Shepala Zayda, Zayda, please, can you stay with us for Shabbos? And the Zayda said, no, no, please, I'm going to go to a village for Shabbos, a small village not far from here. And, and Rebzev Volv said, no, no, please, please, stay with us for Shabbos, it would be so amazing, we would love to have you. He said, no, I can't stay with you for Shabbos. He says, why not? Why not? He said, because you, Rabzev Wolf, you're such a great tzaddik. You daven Kabbalah Shabbos, but so long, with so much kavana, and then you dance and you sing and, and, and you, you, you feel you're dancing with the malachim in Shamayim. You, you're like such a holy tzaddik. When you daven Kabbalah Shabbos, you get so excited. And it takes a long time till you finish davening. I, on the other hand, I'm a simple Jew. I go to shul, I dive in Kabbalah Shabbos, I finish and I go home. I don't take a long time. So I can't stay with you for Shabbos because I like things to be quick, short, you know, you finish the davening. So Rebzevov says, Rebbe, Zayda, you know what, if you stay with us for Shabbos, I promise you that this Shabbos I will dive fast. I won't take a long time. So then the Shepala says, but you know what, I know when you sit down for the meal, you see a lot of words of Torah, Hasidus, and then you sing songs and Nigunim and Zmiras, and between the fish and the soup, it takes like an hour and a half because you sing a lot and you see a lot of Torah. And then between the soup and the kugel and the chicken, you also take a long time to say Torah and to sing a lot of songs and you get very excited. and It's, it's wonderful, but I don't do that. I, I just sit over the meal, I, I make Kiddush and I wash. I eat my meal, I, you know, I, I say, sing maybe one or two songs, and then I bench, I finish up. So I can't stay here because I don't like ways spending a lot of time at the meal. I'm a simple Jew. You know, the Shepala Zayda was very humble. He said he's a simple Jew. And, and, but you, he says, you, observe off. you're such a tzaddik, that's why you take so long when, uh, during the meal. You, you say Torah and you sing. So observe off said to him, Rebbe, Zayda, I promise you that if you're here for Shabbos, I will make the meal very fast. I won't sing a lot of songs, maybe one song and that's it, one niggin and, 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 and maybe a short vote of Torah and that's it. And we'll, we'll finish the meal very fast. Please stay with us. So finally, the Shepala said, okay, I'll stay with you. I was all excited. Zayda told the people, we have a great tzaddik with us this Shabbos. Let's get excited. Everybody gets ready. Let's prepare. And, and, and of course, the Shepala Zayda went to the house of Rebzevov Jetomir. He was the Rav of Jetomir, and he gave him a very nice room. He says, Shepala Zayda, whatever you need, I'm going to give you food, whatever you need, and just tell me what you need, and I'm going to take care of you. Shepala Zayda stayed for Shabbos. Friday night came, and the Shepala Zayda and Rebzevov Jetomir both went to Shul. And of course, since everybody in the city knew that there's these two great tzaddikim, first of all, Rebzevov Zetami, who's always there, he's the love of the city, but also the great Shepala Zayda is here. So everybody wanted to go to, sh- to that shul to see the, these two tzaddikim together and how they daven. So the shul was so packed, 
could barely fit in. Everybody came in. Everybody came to listen and to see them daven. Now, Friday night, Rebzev Shavov Shetomer had a minag. He would be the chazan. That means he would say, L'chun naranu no l'ashem. He would say, L'chun naranu no. And usually he would daven with great kavona, great vacus. He would, you know, get all excited. His face would turn red from excitement. And then he couldn't hold himself back. He would start dancing and singing. And it took a long time for him to finish uh, the first, the first peric of the, of, the, of the davening. And then he would dance for hours and get so excited. And everybody would dance with him. But this time he promised the Shpala no long davening, very quick. So he he got very excited. He was heating up with great excitement, but he knew he had to do it faster. He davened much faster than usual. Everybody was so surprised. The Rebbe usually davens for hours. Now he's davening very quickly. And he finished. He's almost finishing. But the Shpala said, he's already finished. He said, no, 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 no. He looks at the Rebzev Wolf. No, 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 you promised. Let's finish, let's finish, let's go faster. So Rebzev Wolf fast, makes it faster and faster. And then the next paragraph, the next paragraph, no, not much dancing, just quickly singing a quick song. And then we finish the whole Chodedi. Then we come to Mayrev, and it's the fastest davening Rebzev Wolf of Jutama has ever davened in his life. And all the people in the shul were very surprised. They never saw anything like it. They never saw this. Finally, they go home for the Kiddush. And again, no long singing of Shalom Aleichem and Eishas Chayil. No, no, no. Everything is fast, you know. Let's sing it quick, you know. Like the, he promised the Shpalazeda that he'll do it fast. And every time he sings Eishas Chayil, the Shpalazeda says, no, 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 let's go faster, faster. Uh, you know, I can't wait that long. And uh, they finish Yisrael, they make Kiddush, and then they sit by the fish, and the Shpala says, no, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go to the next next course, the next course, where's the soup? Uh, it was very strange behavior for a great tzaddik like this to rush through a meal, he wants to eat fast, fast. Great tzaddikim don't eat that much anyways. And even when they eat, they eat slowly, and they say words of Torah, they sing, they don't rush the food. So, but the Shpala Zedi said, and Rebzev uh, promised, so they did it, they did it fast. They barely sang, sang any songs. He said, maybe a very short Vartor, and that's it. They finished the meal, they benched, and now the Shpala Zedi said, okay, good night, good Shabbos, I'm going to my room. And Rebzev Wolf wanted to see what he does in his room. Such a holy tzaddik, I mean, his davening was so fast. His meal for Shabbos was very fast. Now, what am I going to do? I mean, what does he do afterwards? Does he just go to sleep like a regular person? He's supposed to be a great tzaddik. So he looked through the keyhole to see what he's doing. What is Ishpolazir doing in his room after the meal? And he sees he sits down and opens up a chumash, and he does what every Jew is supposed to do. Doing shnayim mikro targum. That means that every week... It says the halacha is that the Jew has to go through the whole parsha twice, the chumash, and one time the targum, the targum of Unkalos. So he was going through the whole parsha twice, and one time targum, and then he closed the chumash and kissed it and went to bed to sleep. Wow, it's very strange. We don't see anything 
like so holy, so great in the way he serves Hashem. But of course, the Shpala inside was burning with a great love for Hashem, but he didn't show anything. He pretended on the outside that he's just a simple person. The Shabbos morning came, the same thing, you know. No, 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 let's rush through the davening and meal. Till it was the end of Shabbos. After Avdala, the Shpala said to Rebzevov, since you're the rabbi of the city, I want to ask your permission that people should be able to come. People were waiting in line. They wanted to say, come to the Shpala to ask for bracha. Everybody had a need, had needed something. Somebody needed health, somebody needed money. And they all wanted to get a bracha from the Shpala before he leaves town. So he asked the, the, the Rebzevov, can I... You know, take people into Yechidas. People would come to me and I would give them brachas. So sure, 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 here's a room. I give you a special room with a desk and a chair. And people would start coming, hundreds, maybe thousands of people. People came from all the villages to uh, see the Shpala Zayda, ask him for a bracha. So one person needed health for his mother. His mother was very sick. Another person needed her health for his child. Another person needed money. He lost his, his job. He doesn't have any money to eat. Another person needed um, um, you know, children. They, needed, they didn't have any children. Everybody had problems, and they all came to him for a bracha. So every person who came in, he would say, okay, give me 18 rubles for tzedakah. Shpola Zayda would raise a lot of money for tzedakah. Why? Because he would travel a lot. Where would he go? He would go and find poor families that didn't have any food to eat. And he would give them money so they would have food to eat on the table. And he would raise the money from the brachas that he gave. He gave people brachas, but he said to them, my bracha I'm giving to you on condition that you give so much, a certain amount of money for tzedakah. So he said, okay, you want to have children? I promise you children, by next year you'll have a child even though you didn't have any children for 20 years. But Hashem will give you a child, but you have to give me 18 rubles for tzedakah. People put down 18 rubles on the desk, and the next person, next person came in and says, well, my, 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 my sister is very, very sick, and, and we don't know what to do, and the doctors don't know what to do. And he said, okay, 18 rubles on the table, and I will give you a bracha, and Hashem will listen to my bracha, and your sister will be well. And so a whole night, people kept coming and coming and coming. Till the end of the night, there was a Jew who came to him and said, um, Rebbe, I have a child who is very, very, very sick. He's so sick that he's unconscious. He's in bed. His eyes are closed. He doesn't hear anything. He's, 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 he's fainted, he's unconscious. And the doctor says that he's very sick and there's no medicine they can give him that will help him. Nothing can help him. Rebbe, please, give me a bracha. But, and the Rebbe said, oh, 18 rubles. Put 18 rubles and I will give you a bracha. And he said, no, Rebbe, Rebbe, I want you to come to my house and see my child. And there I want you to bless him and give him a bracha. I want you to come into the house and, and, and visit the child. And the Rebbe says, oh, for that, you're going to have to give me more money. To come to your house, I want you to give 18 times 18 rubles. That's a lot of money. If you have a calculator or you know how to do the math, you can figure out how much that is. It's a lot of rubles. If you want me to come to your house, you have to give 18 times 18 rubles. The man says, Rebbe, for my son, I'll do anything. Come, I'll give you 18 times 18 rubles.
And the Shepala says, I'll come to you soon. Uh, give me a little, a little while. And the Shepala says, he has all this money on the table from hundreds of people that put 18 rubles on the table, everyone with their bracha. And so he takes a bag and takes all the money, puts it in the bag. Okay, this is the money that I needed to help all these great people that I needed, needed to be helped. Then he says, okay, I'm coming to, the, to your house. Um, just show me where to go. The man says, here, I have a wagon and horses. We can ride to my house. He was watching all this, and he was amazed. Here the Shpola Zayda, you know, davened fast Shabbos, he ate fast Shabbos. And then when it comes to Shabbos, he just gives brachas like that. And, and everyone says, yeah, he not only brachas, he promises them everything will be good. And it's going to happen, because everybody knew that when the Shpola Zayda said, it, it must happen. And then, so the Abzevov wanted to see what he's going to do to this child when he goes to that house, how he's going to make a nest and make the child healthy again. And so he went quickly ahead before the Shepalazeli got there and he told the people in the family, please, can I, I want to stay in a closet uh, in the room where the, where the child is so I can hide in the closet because I want to see and hear what the Shepalazeli is going to do to your child. They said, sure, sure, showed him a closet. And Rebzevov was hiding in the closet. Shepalazir came in, saw the child was totally pale. He had no color on his face, and his eyes were closed. He was barely breathing. It looks like he was almost dying. Shepalazir said to everybody, everybody, please leave the room. I want to stay alone with this child. Everybody left the room. They closed the door. And Reb Wolf is in the closet. The closet was a crack open so he could see what's happening. And what does he see? The Shpola Zayda is looking at the child. And then he starts pacing the room back and forth and back and forth. And his face is turning red like a tomato. He gets very excited. And then he puts his hands on his eyes and this streams of tears coming down his face. He's crying. He's crying to Hashem. Then he finished crying and he goes over to the child, looks again in his face, and the child is still fainting, is still unconscious. So again, he paces the room back and forth, very red in his face, and then he stops and puts his hand on his eyes and his tears coming down. It looks like he's sobbing and sobbing, and his lips were moving. He was maybe saying a prayer at Phila. And then again, he looks at the child, nothing yet. Finally, he did it a third time, pacing the room back and forth, all red in the face. And then he stops, and then he puts his hand on his eyes again, and tears and tears and tears come down on his face. He's sobbing and crying. And then suddenly he hears the child coughing. He starts coughing. So he does something, he makes a sound. And then the child started slowly, slowly opening up his eyes. And then the child wants to say something, but he can barely say it. He says, Tati, Tati, I'm thirsty. And the Shpalazida went outside the room, he called the father and says, listen, here's your son, he's going to be healthy now. And then 
Shpola said they went over to the closet where Reb Zev Wolf was hiding. And he said, Reb Wolf, well, if you see somebody that has such a high level that Hashem listens to what he says, and he has it every day, whenever he wants, he can give a bracha, and Hashem listens to him. No, are you happy now that you saw this? And he left the room, and he went to his wagon, and left the town of Jitomir, and that was the end of the story. So we can see from here, from this story, what a great tzaddik Dishpala Zayda was. And now I will tell you quickly what he said about Alter Rebbe. One day the Dishpala Zayda was in Shpalia, and he told the people in the shul, please clean up the shul quickly, but you have to clean up the shul, make it really nice and clean and spotless. He said, what was happening? What was happening? Oh, today's going to be Simchas Teirah. Simchas What's Simchas It's in the middle of Shvat. When's Simchas And they said, no, 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 you'll find out soon. We're going to have a Simchas tonight. We're going to be dancing our coffins tonight. And he said, but I want you to clean up the shul spotless and beautiful. She's sparkly clean. So I said, okay, everybody started working and working and cleaning the shul. And he says, okay, guys, let's go. We're going to meet a Sefer Teirah. A Sefer Teirah, a Holy Teirah. I said, Holy Teirah? Walk, walk outside the city, and there a wagon approaches, and the Shpolazidic waves and welcomes the wagon, and out comes out. A very, very important love and tzaddik, and that was the Alter Rebbe. And Shalit uh, said to the people, "You see, this is the Sefer Torah I was talking about. He is like a Torah, and we are going to dance a kafes with this Torah." And he took the Alter Rebbe by the hand, brought him into the shul, and everybody came to the shul and said, "Everybody, let's open up the Aron Kodesh." And we take, and we're going to start singing, like we don't sing Chastera. And then he says, we're going to do our coffers. And he went over to the Alter Rebbe and picked up the Alter Rebbe and says, I'm carrying a Sefer Torah. And we're going to dance around the Bima. And they did her coffers around the Bima, carrying the Alter Rebbe. And he said to the people, now you understand what I told you. We're going to have a Sefer Chastera tonight because... The Alter Rebbe is like a Sefer Torah. And he said, not every day do we have such a schos to have someone like the Alter Rebbe, who is like a Sefer Torah, to come to our town. And here we can see how the Shpala Zayde thought of the Alter Rebbe, what a great, great tzaddik and goin the Alter Rebbe was. And who did this? The Shpala Zayde. And who was the Shpala Zayde? Someone... Like what Rebzev Vov Zhitomir said about him. And who was Rebzev Vov Zhitomir? As you know from the first story, what a great person he was. Now we can understand how great the Alter Rebbe was.